Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back once again, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener to episode 16 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Ah, sweet 16. Holy That's cow. right. Joining us as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. How's it going, guys? It's going great on this end. We have a lot of cool topics to jump into, but I will start with my favorite part of the show. As always, email from our fourth listener. It's worth noting we talk about the fourth listener very often, and we haven't mentioned why we call the fourth listener the fourth listener. You guys remember? All the way back to one of our yeah. early episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that people actually listen to this, you know, we're open for suggestions, right? You're making quite a leap in uh, trust. I know. I mean, we each have at least one other friend that'll listen to this, so... so. here's the thing. The fact that there are only going to be four people listening to this, and we're three of them, well, if someone makes a suggestion, they have our undivided attention. That's right. <laughs> we will personally answer that request. So we always expect that we'll have at least three listeners, me, George, and Mo. Yep. And uh, if anybody writes in, we assume you're our fourth listener. So <laughs> without further ado, then, you remember a couple episodes ago, fourth listener Jason wrote in, and he was talking about a after-school special that we had forgotten in our backtrack about after-school specials. Well, when I was reading his email, I misquoted that there's an actor named Ike Eisenman. I said he was Scotty's son in Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. I was wrong. He was Scotty's nephew. Oh. You know, that's why it sounded weird when you were saying it. Okay, now yep, I remember. Yep. All right. So that was my mistake. Once in a while, we will make little mistakes, and we will uh, definitely own up to them. Jason was correct. Way to go, Jason, on calling us out. Yeah, he must have been ridiculed <laughs> by his friends You know, or he's something. listening yeah. to an episode going, Damn it, they read my email wrong. I'm never writing again. <laughs> I know. Never again. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Before we get into one of our regular segments, I know, George, you were looking at something that is coming up new on the YouTube front that's going to help YouTube creators like us, right? Whenever we go in as creators we have to go into a thing called the creator studio that's where we upload the videos create our cards our tags mm -hmm. get the search engine optimization stuff right well YouTube has been beta testing this new uh, YouTube studio they've been doing it for a few months they've apparently just left beta in March and so now they're going to move it into live full stream over the next few months over all the different channels our viewers who aren't YouTube creators might not ever see it mm -hmm. it should be something that'll help us with our YouTube content creation. So what are the changes that they're making? What do we expect to impact us? Well, a lot of the stuff that I was looking at 
for me, since I handle a lot of the search engine optimization stuff, there's going to be some new metrics that are coming on board. The biggest one is an impressions metric, okay. which sounds like it's going to be similar to the Twitter impressions, which I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Once we see some of this new dynamic along with some of the other third-party tools that we use, I'm hoping that these new metrics will all help us to grow our audience even further. Give us more visibility into how people are actually interacting with the content we create, right? Exactly. Well, that's pretty cool. One more piece of news, George, that you had noted was uh, on the Star Wars Wars front. Right, the new Star Wars live action TV series. They're tapping John Favreau of uh, kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe fame. He was uh, He's happy in the Iron happy. Man series. He also directed some of the movies too. Yeah, this live action Star Wars show, it's what I read about it. It looks like it's actually going to be taking a page out of Star Trek's paywall playbook and they're going to put it behind a paywall on the Disney XD streaming service. Right. Oh. Kind of like a Discoveries on CBS All Access. I haven't heard of this, guys. I mean, what's the premise behind it? Honestly, I don't know anything about the premise yet other than you know they're just talking about that it's going to be a new Star Wars and it's going to be canon other than that I don't know hardly anything about it but unlike all the animated stuff before I mean this is like true live action Star yeah, Wars right. is going to be a series. <laughs> One of the first times, if not the first time, we've had live action Star Wars on television on a weekly basis. Did they do like an Ewok thing or something? They did the Ewok. <laughs> there was the droids Christmas special. We had the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget that. Boy, that's something that every Star Wars fan tries their best to distance themselves from and pretend it never happened, but it's out there. You can't unsee it. (laughs) But this will be interesting. I mean, Star Wars, as you know, it's blowing up everywhere. We've got the new Solo film coming out, and Episode Nine is on the horizon. This is similar to what Marvel and Disney have done with the Netflix service, right? Netflix is a pay service that you have to pay extra Mm -hmm. for, and you get some of these new Marvel TV shows that have been outstanding. Uh, Disney's really taking Star Wars seriously. I just uh, yeah. hope they man the helm very carefully and don't jump the shark on it. There's a lot of potential yeah, there. Let's not jump the shark. <laughs> I'm just worried about saturation. Marvel hasn't managed to saturate yet, so <laughs> I think Star Wars has a little bit of time. I don't know if Marvel hasn't saturated yet. The Inhumans might disagree with you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing the Kodak Instant Camera with a twist. Meet the Crank. Can you feel a brand new Imagine instant pictures with color, color, color by Kodak. Now, Star Wars is a great media property, but what have you guys been watching in media lately? Any new TV shows or films or anything like that? How about you, John? I've been picking up on uh, some things, obvious things that I've been missing in the past. I've been catching up on Scorpion. I was way behind on that. And my business trips have been helping me catch up there. <laughs> but I'm always on the lookout for weird little obscure films that no one's ever heard of. And I think I'm going to pick up on one now. Have you heard of an animated film called Nerdland? Never heard of it. I just saw that like a week and a half ago. <laughs> Completely independent of you wanting to bring up the topic for the podcast when I saw it on yeah. the list i was like that's the one i just grabbed the other day i i haven't watched it yet but i've got it so listen you got paul rudd you got Patton oswalt you got hannibal burris a lot of great live action talent in this animated kind of like almost like weird twisted heavy metal-esque looking sort of uh, animation and it's all about these guys that are working in hollywood that are trying to become one of them is an actor and one of them is a script writer what could go wrong right yeah (laughs) (laughs) nothing well lots can go wrong <laughs> this Nerdland was now I love a sucker for animation I love Patton Oswalt you know Paul Rudd obviously yeah oh yeah so everything about it seemed like this perfect storm and it's animation it's one of those things that yeah I saw it I will never think about it ever again 
Oh, read that forgettable, huh? I wouldn't recommend you avoid it, but I wouldn't recommend you go out of your way to see it. If you have any interest in the things we do, you know, filmmaking and media and tech and things like that, I mean, these guys kind of talk about that and they're very nerdy, obviously, nerdland, and it strikes all those kind of entertaining things that you think we might enjoy, but it's just so flat. If you get a chance to see it, okay, but... Uh, <laughs> You're not doing a good job of selling it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> no, I mean, why did we put it on the list? <laughs> That's it. I'm not trying to sell it. The point is that... If <laughs> falls right in our wheelhouse, it's just kind of a flat wheel. Check it out if you get a chance. So now we're helping to warn our listeners so that they don't necessarily waste the time that we're wasting watching and discussing it. Right. We watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mo, how about you? Luckily, I have something that I watched that I actually will recommend, which was the new season of Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. Oh, so better than Nerdland. All right. That was the one we were talking about last time as a looking yeah, forward to. Yeah, as a looking forward to. You were, right. Okay. I saw the first three episodes. I'm really digging it. No spoilers here. Uh, but basically, the kind of going into her past, because how she got her powers is kind of a mystery. Okay. Yeah. What happened to her family and all that stuff, they don't really talk about. But now this is like digging deep into all that. I mean, as a character, I always liked her character because it's such an anti-hero. You kind of got my attention when you said there's some origin story stuff going on. I'm a sucker for an origin story. Love it. Early reviews that I've kind of read, again, non-spoiler like you are, have said that the pacing is a lot slower. And I I think all the Marvel shows, frankly, have kind of slow pacing. Yeah. What what are your thoughts on that, having seen the first few? Pacing was slow, but it was interesting. Like you said, it's background, right? They're trying to find her past and they're trying Mm -hmm. to dig through it. So to me, it didn't seem slow. You know, it kept my attention. Granted, like, okay, maybe the story could progress a little bit faster but I mean they're trying to fill like 12 episodes so if they cram like everything in the first three then what's the point what they're trying to do I've read a couple articles myself and it seems as though what they're trying to do they hooked us with that first season right they set the hook got us on board Mm -hmm. and everything with the first season it was great John you talked about loving the evil guy from season one oh yeah Mm -hmm. season one was the grabber at the beginning of an episode and now season two is the first act yeah and it's also they're definitely delving a lot into like kind of that morally ambiguous area they start kind of figuring out who the bad guy is, and you're like, is he really bad? Is he kind of bad? Well, you that's know? Jessica Jones, right? <laughs> yeah, that's her. Yeah, everything about Jessica Jones is morally ambiguous. Exactly. And it makes it more interesting to me, actually, because I think that's more like what life is like. I would call her a reluctant hero. Yeah, right? reluctant He's, hero would be a better That's a good phrase. term for her. Yeah. yeah she'll do the right thing, but she'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> rather not be bothered. <laughs> John, I know you just saw a movie that you're kind of ambiguous about, right? <laughs> Let me make a good media sandwich out of this, right? So I talked about Nerdland. <laughs> Meh. Meh. We're talking about Jessica Jones season two. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Are you about to dash my hopes again? Listen, so I pushed through the 51% Rotten Tomatoes rating for downsizing this Matt Damon film. <laughs> I've been wanting to see that. It looked interesting, didn't it? Oh, man, don't kill this for me. Now, I pushed through it for the same reason that I pushed through this Nerdland. It's got Matt Damon. It's got Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, for Christ's sake, yeah. right? Come on. It's got Kristen Wiig in it, too. It's like a science fiction film. So downsizing is essentially about people realize this method by which you can shrink human beings down to like 0.1%, so it makes them about six inches tall. <laughs> and the attraction is, you know, if you're struggling with life, you can go live in a community where like, like 50, 60 grand translates to like 14 million in like livable income. You don't have to work anymore. The trick is you can't come back. So you have to agree to become a small person. Cool science fiction concept. I loved it. After 20 minutes, nobody had to be shrunk anymore. It was just this 
film about the people in the small community and it was this depressing thing that says yep things are rough all over whether you're big or you're little now you're spoiling it for me i've spoiled nothing the coolest parts <laughs> i've left out i get what you're saying george it looked cool i love the concept yeah i did too. yeah it looked really funny in all the trailers and previews i meant to go see it in the theater and just missed out because i forgot about it so listen here's my recommendation just watch the first 20 minutes and then turn it off <laughs> no i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna watch the whole thing everything after then once they go through the cool like tech of how people get shrunk, it doesn't matter who's big or little anymore. Kristen Wiig is gone by the third act. She's what? not involved anymore. Like, what <laughs> the hell? The shining beacon in it was Christoph Waltz. He was awesome all the way through. I'll give you that. I was so disappointed that I wanted it to be so cool. Yeah, when I first saw the trailer for it, I said, oh, I thought it was going to be interesting, like science fiction and talking about society some and, yeah, and, yeah. and materialism and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, it's too bad that didn't pan out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it on my watch it if I have nothing else to do list. I'm going to do something different. Uh Uh-oh. This is something that you've already seen. I'm going to go back and watch this completely. I'm not listening to your 20-minute recommendation crap. (laughs) I'm going to watch the whole thing. Okay. And then I'm going to come back next time and talk about it from my point of view because I was really hyped to watch this film. I'm going to watch it with a defiant mind. (laughs) And I wholeheartedly (laughs) recommend that you do that. Anyone who offers themselves as any kind of a critic of anything, that is a voice. Take that with a grain of salt based on, you know, how much credence you want to give it and then decide for yourself whether or not it's good when we get back together for the next podcast you can tell me how shitty you thought it was (laughs) (laughs) if it's the other way around do i get to tell you how shitty your opinion was absolutely okay all right fair enough absolutely right you'll be wrong but that's okay wow franklin you discovered electricity no something really shocking look Carefree sugarless gum here. Tried it here. Both cost the same, yet Carefree gives you 32% more gum by weight. Let's move on to our tech toys. I know I have a couple things to talk about, but George, what do you have this week? Well, the first one is kind of a small one. It was just something that popped up on my news radar because it it actually hasn't happened to me yet. What's been happening lately, Alexa's been doing these really creepy laughs out of nowhere. Like people are trying to talk to it and get it to do the things that they're (laughs) like turn on the lights or something. Alexa's just like doing stuff she wants to do. And then look, she's about to start talking to me now. (laughs) She just starts laughing out of nowhere. It's really weird. It hasn't happened to me either, but... Yeah, I saw some of the uh, the news tidbits about it. It's just kind of, it was like an uh, Amazon bug or something and they went to fix it. But because people are starting to get so like bought into this whole ecosystem of voice assistant, having the voice assistant all of a sudden turn into HAL 9000 and uh, laugh at you. Right. It's a little disarming. <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't listened. So is the is the laugh really creepy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like a baby doll with the batteries running low. Yeah. Ooh. It's kind of Valley of the Dolls kind of thing. Yeah. It's taking yeah. us. And I do like the Alexa sense of humor, but th- th- that was kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, George, a few episodes ago, I know you were ramping up your uh, drone building and you were looking for some equipment to do that. And you've gotten some of that in uh, in hand now, right? Yeah, I had a really great birthday. I got $10 for every year that I was born, so I ended up with $470. Wow. Yeah, right? Really nice birthday gift. You wish you were older, huh? I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish I was 100,000 years old. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
like I got other gifts as well. I got some board games that I wanted, some clothes and things like that. But mm-hmm. I said, you know, I've got this money and I've been trying to force myself to buy these things that I needed to finish this drone build and stuff. Well, one of the things that I really wanted was I wanted a better helping hands device. I don't know if you guys have used helping hands devices before, if you understand anything about them. It's all the little alligator clips that like hold your stuff in place while you're soldering and working on it, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you've got the little alligator clips, you hold them in place. A lot of the cheaper helping hands devices are these rigid metal rods and stuff that you can kind of move around and everything, but they're not very flexible. You can't move them to exactly the right position you need sometimes to hold two wires together or to hold the circuit board and a wire near it. I picked up the Quad Hands Deluxe Workbench. They come with different bases, different shapes and sizes. It's really heavy. It's made out of some kind of steel or something like that. And then it comes with the alligator clips in the arms, which are completely bendable. Then it's got a magnet on the bottom to attach it to the bench wherever you want. And then the top of it has the alligator clip. It comes with five different arms like that in different sizes. Like there's two giant ones, two short ones, and a kind of a middle one. I also went ahead and opted to buy... Wait, 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 wait. You said two big ones, two medium ones, and that's that's, uh, quint hands. That's five, I counted. It it does have five. I don't know why it's quad. (laughs) That's the name of the company. (laughs) I guess they started out with a four one. But I also picked up the optional same kind of device like where it's got the magnet on the bottom and that pole, but then on the top part of it, it's got a magnifier with an LED so that you can hold over while you, because you know, us old guys, we need some magnification. You're going to find that more and more useful now that you're uh, over 47. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I picked that up as well as a nice silicone mat so that I won't damage the table that I'm working on when I'm doing the soldering. I think the only part left now that's due to ship and come in is the uh, soldering station itself. Pretty soon you have no excuse for uh, not building your drones. No, huh? (laughs) Yeah, man. Mo, I know that you just picked up a new camera you're going to talk about it in a minute, mm-hmm. but I want to mention something actually a testament to quality of this product that I'm not going to buy the new product. <laughs> something I use old smartphones for a lot is the camera. Right. I, of course, every smartphone is a great camera. Two years ago or so, I switched from iOS to Android because of the quality of these Samsung phones. And I bought the Samsung S7 Edge. And just like in the iOS world, I was always, what is the next one? What's coming next year? What's coming next year? Because, you know, had all these things that you just couldn't live without. When I went from the S7 Edge, I got the S8 Plus when it came out last year because I just had to have that. Well, you know, they just announced the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus. You've probably seen that. It's coming out uh, oh, yeah. like, like March 16th. Yep. And it looks amazing. But you know, my S8 Plus is so good for the first time, and I can't remember how long, I don't care to get the S9. Really? Okay. I was wondering about that. Now, everything about it looks great. It's iterative improvements on everything that's in the S8, and I'm a fan of that. But when I look at it, it's not that the S9 is not impressive. It's that the S8 was so good. This is very much one of those TikTok kind of years, the talk in. Apple does this a lot. You went to the iPhone 6, and the 6S was the next year. Then the 7, and the following yeah. year is the 7S. It was just kind of small iterations. And I think the S9 is very much an iteration on what the S8 was. It's funny to talk about the fact that I'm not going to get a tech toy, but really it's a testament to, I'm so excited to see what Samsung does for their 10th anniversary Galaxy next year. That I think I'm probably going to be looking more forward to. These phones have become so good now that I no longer feel the compulsion to upgrade every single year. Have you guys looked at the S9? I've looked at it and I was thinking to myself, reading some of the articles and looking at the specs and everything, the thing that stood out to me as to why I'm not going to upgrade. I ended up picking up the Galaxy S9 
S8 Plus at your recommendation because I was over at your house when the LG V10 mm-hmm. died. And you oh, upgraded wow. like less than six months ago, very recently. Yeah, very recently. I've only had it for a few months. The small incremental changes that they made, but also the cost. You know, there's no point to me spending an extra seven or $800 on this. I'll go spend it on my Quad Hands Deluxe Workbench there and save the money and wait like you're going to. I'm going to wait for the S10. I'll just keep using my S7 Edge as my secondary camera and uh, I'll keep using the S8 Plus as my primary driver. But Mo, you didn't want to just keep using your phone as a camera. You actually went out and picked right. up a nice one, didn't you? What'd you get? Yeah, because I was trying to find, well, well, I was looking for a nice HD camcorder. I was trying to find something that obviously not going to break the bank. Sure. And also one of my requirements was also I had to have a mic in. Absolutely. And so the one I found, uh, which had really good reviews, is the Canon Vixia HFR82. Okay. All right. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it is. You pull out the box. When I first saw it, I was like, that's it? I mean, it's so tiny. <laughs> yeah, they're they're small now, right? Yeah. I fits know. In a- it's like for this much money. And actually, it wasn't it wasn't terribly expensive, actually, which was a nice thing about it, too. It has a ton of features on it. It has a, a pretty good optical zoom as well as digital zoom. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Okay. And it has all the little features like you could control it with your phone and that kind of thing. Oh, you yeah. can connect your phone like via Bluetooth and control it? Yeah. Oh. Will your phone act as like a secondary screen so you can... Yeah, so you can see the screen. It turns off that screen, and then you can start and stop, and you can see the yeah, picture. Viewfinder, kind of zoom, record, yeah. So it's got some GoPro-type features. That's cool. And it's, like, super small. I remember a camcorder that you had to have a case for it just to carry it around. <laughs> and, and, and it sits on your shoulder, right? right. Yeah. yeah, like the ones yeah. that used to hold whole VHS tapes. Remember those? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. One thing that kind of surprised me, though, is just, like, the, the variety for, like, that two to... Three to four hundred dollar range. Enormous. There's a million There's of them out there. There's a huge amount of P things out there. So how much did you pay for this one? Two thirty. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. So quite That's a step decent. up from the little cheap ones that I've been buying. Yeah, but it, it's like I said, the big thing was the thing that kind of brought it up from like I guess the hundred dollar ish range or the hundred twenty dollar range was the fact that it had a mic in. That was really hard to find actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a requirement when I was buying mine as well. I'm going to be using it for the next couple of videos, our YouTube videos, so um, people will be able to comment on the quality. But I I like it. All right. Well, head over. To the YouTube channel. Search for Gen X Grown Up on YouTube and be sure you subscribe so you can see those. And if you're interested in any of the tech that we've talked about, we will definitely put links in the show notes down below this and you can go check them out for yourself and learn more. When did you start baking from scratch? It's not scratch, Mom. It's new Pillsbury Plus. A yellow cake this firm could only be from scratch. It's Pillsbury Plus. A cake this rich could only be from scratch. It's Pillsbury Plus. The plus is pudding. Games! Games, 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 games. I know we love to play games, and this time we've all got a game that we want to talk about. I'm going to start off asking Mo. This is actually a game I've actually had for a while. (laughs) This is kind of sad. One of those backlog Steam games. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Steam sale. I, I had interest in Listen, it. I play every game I buy on Steam from beginning to end, so I don't know what the hell your problem is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was flipping through my library and I was like, wait a minute, I forgot I had this game. And I started playing it. It's called Orwell. Orwell. Yep. Right. Like George. Like, like George Orwell? 1984. Right. That whole thing. Right. Big Brother Orwell. It's a very interesting game. It's a little different. It's not really an action game. It's more like there's a terrorist and what you have access to is all of a person's digital life essentially. Oh. So you go online and look at articles, you can look at their emails, you can sometimes tap their calls, all that stuff. I gotcha. There was a terrorist bombing and you're trying to find out who that person is. You know, this sounds like it's a game that's part of a new movement that's out there in these smaller production studio game designs like Her Story. I don't know if you guys played that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. um, Yeah. uh, Late Shift. 
just showing you video and you're just manipulating that. It's not the high-end collision graphics and all that kind of stuff. It's it's more no, about no, no, just no, being an observer of an environment and trying to solve a story. You're kind of like wading through data, right? Yeah, and you're kind of reading through like someone's like social media history, right? And from there, you're like, oh, wait, who's this person? That's a contact. And then you can kind of build like this whole contact tree. Oh, this wow. person's related to this oh, person. Wow, There's okay. this and this is like this. And the thing is that you have to kind of pick out the facts that are relevant versus the stuff that's not relevant. Probably the toughest challenge on it because sometimes you look at a fact you're like eh, is that really important or you'll find conflicting facts all right i'm going to admit that i was lying in my earlier statement i do have a backlog on steam <laughs> i think orwell is in that backlog <laughs> really? actually oh I my god i seem to remember picking that up just because it looked interesting and so now yeah. since i own it so you've been playing it what do you think of it it's kind of short oh really oh you finished it yeah i finished it in okay. like a few hours okay but it was interesting to tell you the truth it kind of makes you think like wow how much information do i have out there that people can yeah dig that's through? the eye opening thing I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at emails and social media and newspapers and every now and then you get someone's cell thing and you can, or sometimes you get on somebody's computer and you can kind of look at what they have on there and it has this neat system where you can kind of, for each person, you could kind of like drag the facts over to it and it kind of keeps track of it that way. It's a little bit of a GUI. It's not just text. Right. Yeah, no, there's definitely a GUI involved in this. Okay. All right. And so you're part of this big brother organization. So you're basically the big brother in this one. You said you got about two hours worth of gameplay out of it. I'm going to ask the question that we should ask about every game. Mm -hmm. Did you get your Corys out of this game or will you still have to play more to get your Corys and do you want to play more? Uh, let's see. I think I paid like six bucks for this thing okay so you got a third of a quarry yeah i mean i played about three hours and it was a entertaining three hours you were satisfied way. is it worth replaying is it a game that you can replay or i don't think it has much replayability in it probably the same outcome with that much data i'm guessing that it's probably going to be the exact same outcome unless they have duplicate data that points to someone different yeah right exactly i think the idea is they're supposed to be coming out with like new mission kind of things on that, that would be cool yeah i haven't seen any yet if they do come out with one i probably will get it listen i've got one that I definitely got my quarries out of. So I'm just going to start right there as my entry point. All right. I have a mobile game that you can play on iOS or Android. This is a little game by a company called Howl. This is their first like big mobile game. This is a development company that used to work on the Kirby games for Nintendo. I mean, they have a pedigree with oh, quality yeah. games. Okay. Okay. And I don't know how I came across this, just, you know, on the internet, reading junk. Somebody recommended, hey, take a look at this. This little game is called Part-Time UFO. What? <laughs> What the hell's a part-time UFO? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this little game is so cute and so easy to get into. It's kind of like a crane game, right? So you're this little flying UFO. Push one button. You can drop a, a crane arm and grab something and then push the button the to claw, release the crane. Right. Like a, yeah, the claw, right? <laughs> and you have a bunch of little levels where you either have to stack hamsters on an elephant at the circus or <laughs> what? take Tetris blocks and build something in this grid or there's a coliseum with Fields columns pillars, that have fallen. Right? You have to stack the columns yeah. and everything together. Or you're building a sundae and you have to pick up like ice cream and strawberries and stuff and put it on the Sunday. <laughs> it's all different silly stuff. The idea is that you're stranded on Earth and you have a mission to learn about work on Earth. So you become a part-time UFO. You take these little jobs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know it's it's John got me to start playing it and it is incredibly cute. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to grab this one. So you said you got your Corys out of it. How much did it cost? Here's among the things that make me like it so much. The gameplay, number one, first and foremost, is the coolest thing about it. I've played all the way through it. I got every single achievement because I went back and replayed levels because I was having so much fun with it. <laughs> I've completed every level. It costs five bucks. 
Four ninety nine. Oh, okay. That's a little expensive for a mobile app. All right. It absolutely is. No question. Not a single in-app purchase. Not a single frustrating, I have to click a thousand times because it's too hard or it's stupid. It's just a game that happens to be on your phone. It's rewarding as a game you would buy on Steam or on a console. The same kind of progression, the same kind of ability, kind of skill tree as you get better and you get more unlocks and things like that. Everything is baked in. So for that five bucks, you get the whole thing. Wow. It doesn't okay. pester you for more money. You know, 99 cents to get more coins or stupid shit like that. Right, yeah. No in-game purchases. <laughs> it's a complete game. I'm going to go on a limb and say it's probably the best mobile game I have ever played, taking into account all of the factors. Well, crap, now i got to... Hold on. I'm going to search on Google right now. Let me go find it. It'll be in the show notes. Hell with the show notes. I'm doing it right now. Part-time UFO. There it is. First up on the search. The thing that got me about that hooked me to it is the fact that it's like to get the basic stuff done for levels is pretty Mm -hmm. easy, but that's not good enough. You want to get like all the challenge Yeah, there are special little sub achievements and they don't tell you exactly what they are. It's just a little picture and you got to figure out what it means. I mean, it's got a cute little icon here. It sure does. Oh yeah, big time. Once you click on it, everything else inside is cute too. (laughs) I'm not going to do any more of the podcast george 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 put your phone down what we're still no, doing I'm the not podcast putting my phone down. hal Agle, you have you have hal a game Laboratory. that you want to talk about too come I, I, on no i want to play this this looks fun <laughs> no you can't now I, come but on. i'm in the middle right. work before play right. work before play let's finish the show because you had a game that you played in the last couple of weeks that you wanted to talk about i don't want to talk about it because it's the last part i don't want to talk about it <sighs> Uh, what is it? Life is strange before the storm. They mm-hmm. put no. out a bonus episode called Farewell. Yeah, they did. Just the title alone broke my heart before I pushed Ugh. a single freaking button on this mm-hmm. thing. Anybody who's listened to any of our previous podcasts on the subject knows that we're all super fans of oh, Life yeah. is Strange. Mm-hmm. It's one of those oh, games huge. that we found. John was the person who introduced me to it. Yep. Based on the premise and everything, you wouldn't think it would be a type of game that we would play, but... Man, is this game so full of heart, Mm -hmm. so full of emotion and backstory and character development. There hasn't been a single episode that I haven't played and felt myself tearing up about during the play. It's beautiful. This is by far my favorite game of the last two years. So essentially, Life is Strange was over after the last episode before the storm. We had Life is Strange. Right. Before the storm, right. had three episodes. Three episodes. And and it was done. done. But if you bought the bonus, you know, collector's edition, whatever, when you bought it, they did this one more little episode. It's very small, maybe an hour, hour and a half or so to play through it. It all kind of happens in one little environment. You don't go anywhere. And they brought back the actress who played Max Caulfield. Yes. Who you didn't even see in Before the Storm. Which of us have played this so far? I've played it. George, you've played it? Of course, yeah. I've, I'm still in the middle of episode three. Are you? Okay. Oh, okay. Still haven't yeah. gotten there yet. One I finished it, I had something in my eye, so I'm not sure what was happening. Yeah. What did you think of this? Oh, I'm not even going to fucking play. I was bawling my eyes out. This, no, I didn't have something in my eye. I was full out boo-hooing over this damn game. (laughs) I mean, the last scene, you know, I I guess I kind of knew it would be coming, but... Through the gameplay, I had kind of, I guess, put it in the back of my mind that this is where the episode would probably end up. And when it got there and that door opened Mm -hmm. on that house, and when you saw what you saw, I I was like, oh, fuck me. Really? This is where it's got to stop? This is some (laughs) bullshit. I think I finished it, like, I started playing it probably around 11, and I was finishing it probably around 12 or 12.30, something like that, you know, with some pauses and whatnot. I I was screaming in my house, and I didn't care if I woke anybody up or not. I was mad. I I mean, mad in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, saying, was it good? Yeah. So the bonus episode was definitely fan service. It was really nice to see Max and Chloe 
probably younger than when we saw them mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. of uh, Life is Strange. But not so much younger that they weren't who they were. That's right. That's right. I, I, I will say that it felt very much like a free gift. We're going to give you something extra to play. I will say something that you might feel is negative, And I will say that I think much of it was unnecessary. It didn't inform any further about the characters like before the storm did. You knew how close they were. It just kind of shined a light on that. It's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. You knew what was going to happen with Chloe's dad. They just shined a light on that and let you see it from another angle. Nothing new happened here other than to give you a little more, just kind of illuminating the corners of what you already know about the story. But they did that in such a wonderful way. I mean, you know, other things do that, right? You know, you find like Mm -hmm. deleted scenes or things like that. And you're like, okay, you know, that I didn't even need to see that. But this one... Every single thing, every corner, as you put it, that they illuminated was so beautifully done. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't beautiful. I'm not saying it wasn't enjoyable. I'm not saying I didn't cry. <laughs> I'm just saying you could live your whole life without playing this farewell episode and still have a full, complete comprehension and enjoyment of the entire Life is Strange catalog. You could, but why would you want it's to? It's nice that it's out yeah. there. Yeah. I could go without eating that last slice of pizza. <laughs> but you're, but you're, you're gonna. I'm hungry. <laughs> you probably <Yep>. shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so before we leave Life is Strange for what is probably the last time, uh, listener, if you haven't played Life is Strange, what about, I want your opinions on what do you think of playing the game now in chronological order? I would go back and play Farewell first. Really? Then I would play Before the Storm. Then I would play Life is Strange. Okay, so you would switch up the episode orders. All right. Then there would be things in the story that are surprises to you that you get expansion on in the next one you play. It's just not all prequel stuff. Kind of like you take the Star Wars films out of order. You know what I mean? Right. You take them out of order, right? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if I agree with that, actually. I think that because the way they did it, it's kind of like if you played the original Life is Strange, Mm -hmm. there's pieces in there that you don't know, right? Which is okay. I mean, I think that's part of it. It's kind of like a Tarantino film. You know how we jump back Mm -hmm. and forth in time and you kind of learn more as you do that. I think you might lose a little something if you take them out of the order that they came out. Let me offer this one last posit. What if you got to the end of Before the Storm and you saw the phone ringing on the table that meant nothing to you? Right. And then you get to the end of Life is Strange and you find out what that was about. I think that's even more impactful Hmm. to go, oh my Lord, that's what that was. I see your point. I see your point. So what I'm saying, if someone's listening and you've not yet played the game, games i challenge you maybe try it in that order if you do write to us at uh, podcast at genxgrownup.com and tell us what your experience is with it know how i save money with unsweetened kool-aid and sugar just like my mom did i remember how she'd mix a big pitcher full kool-aid was so good and so inexpensive it's still as delicious as ever Before we put a bow on this episode, you know that the last thing I like to talk about always is what are the things we are each looking forward to between now and the next time we get together in two weeks for the show. George, what do you have? Well, you know, I'm going to really work hard on starting that drone build, getting that video going because I'm going to put some stuff in there. I want to do an informational part of the series as well where I talk about the different components and the connectors and things like that because it's really, it's a confusing area for a lot of people who want to get into it. And you've got all your new gear now. Yeah. I've got all my new gear. I've just got that one last piece that's coming in before the next uh, episode. So I'm looking forward to starting to film that. How about you, Mo? Actually, I have a couple YouTube videos I'm working on right now. Now that I have the new camera, I'm like all excited to get them done. So I'm just really kind of looking forward to using a new camera. Reinvigorated. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I hate to say that, but sometimes just buying a new piece of equipment really helps. That's my secret. I don't stop buying stuff. (laughs) 
a couple things that will be coming out soon, so I'm really looking forward to getting those going. And for my part, I'll tell you something I've been looking forward to for I can know how long. It seems like a year at least. The return of a little TV show called Timeless. Oh, thank yes. God. This little show that wouldn't give up, it got canceled. It got uncanceled. It's yep. an awesome little time travel piece and we're all suckers for time travel yeah for the listener this came out last sunday but for us it's tomorrow we're recording on a saturday so timeless is back i'm excited there was a big kind of a cliffhanger right before it got canceled and then now it's <laughs> oh, back <right. laughs> thank god for like people writing in and emailing so and everything uh, else still fighting rittenhouse there's some changes in kind of the characters motivations and i cannot wait by the time you've heard this, I will have been geeking out over Timeless for nearly a week. I hope you are watching it and you enjoy it as well. It deserves to be seen. Yes, it yeah, does. absolutely. It's not too sweet. It's refreshing, crisp, and neat. Canada Dry Ginger Ale. It's not too sweet. Do you love comic books and consider yourself a diehard fan? Then you need to listen to Parlapod. We have news, reviews, and interviews with your favorite pros, all while bringing some serious laughs. New episodes drop every Wednesday in time for New Comic Book Day. Parlapod is available on the Project Entertainment Network, all major podcast outlets, and parlapod.com. Tune in and fuel your fandom with Parlapod. This was episode number 16 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. We talked about quite a few different things, and Mo is going to be working his tireless little fingers out on our show notes this week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And hey, just so you don't miss any future episodes, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of iTunes, remember it always helps us if you'll stop by the iTunes app, rate us, and review us. Just a couple sentences really helps. We haven't had any reviews in a while. If you review us, we will thank you right here on the show. And Speaking of helping people find us, if you have a friend who doesn't yet listen to the podcast, tell them about us. Word of mouth goes a long way. You know, one thing that was really cool this week, we got a rebuttal email <laughs> from our fourth listener, which I thought was really nice. So if you guys want to be YouTube and podcast famous, you need to jump in and be a part of that fourth listener family. Tell us what we screw up. Yeah, that's right. Tell us where we're good. Tell us where we screw up. We're going to get more good than screw up because we're great. Oh, that's, I mean, we yeah. know we are. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. So send us an email at podcast at Jen grownup.com if this isn't enough for you be sure to visit us on youtube or on our website which is genxgrownup.com that will wrap us up we will be back in two weeks with another episode of the podcast and in one week with our backtrack which as you know is where we pick a single topic dig in deep and next week is going to be gen x disney memories right guys Woohoo! <laughs> oh yeah m-i-c-k-e-y <laughs> let let's let him finish oh, go ahead let, finish <laughs> finish we're waiting for you george come on what, George. I gotta finish yeah, it? Yeah, keep going. You can't leave us hanging on that. Come on. Okay, okay. M-O-U-S-C. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> oh, terrible. We just lost our fourth listener. Uh, yeah, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be our next backtrack. As always, Mo, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. George, I appreciate you. No, I hate it. <laughs> and fourth listener, we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble! 
please make another damn Life is Strange. Don't give up on this thing. There are still more out there. I mean... Well, I don't think they've given up on it, have they? Well, they're not doing it it's anymore. Over. This is the last thing. That's what Farewell's about. Oh, no, they this said they're not Farewell. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, okay. You know. I didn't know that. Farewell, Mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I, yeah. I thought, you know, as long as they kept making money, they keep Now you've it. bummed out Mo. No. Good job. I know. Now I'm, now it's like, now I'm depressed. He's going to go play some part-time UFO. Well, he can yeah. go watch Downsizing. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it to yourself. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on.